Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Thoughtful Talent Show. I'm Jen Werner with Jen Werner Coaching. And I'm Chad Ahern of Talent Teams Consulting. And today <laughs> we're here to talk with about the talent, Clifton Strengths talent theme of futuristic. And we have two great new guests with us today. Uh, Bill Beachy, I'd love to introduce you to him. He is um, has been training, coaching, and mentoring leaders for over 35 years as a results-oriented, talented, and proven mm. leader. With his exceptional interpersonal skills, he is a compelling visionary and strategic planner. You'll hear his strategic and futuristic and ideation coming through very strong. I'm positive of it. Uh, he's highly skilled in helping people discover their sweet spot. I love that. As they grow and develop in their self-awareness, interpersonal relationships, vocational calling, and even in everyday life. He provides coaching and consultation to many leaders and organizations in areas of strength development, conflict management, employee engagement, leadership, high-performing team development, strategic planning, team accountability, and relational intelligence. He's done so in the United States, Great Britain, Slovenia, Nigeria, and China. And today he joins us on the Thoughtful Talent Show from his home in Lansing, Michigan. Welcome, Bill. Oh, good, good. Hello. I started to say good morning. I guess it is, isn't it? So good yeah. to be with you. Thank you, Jen. Yes. Nice. And I have the uh, wonderful pleasure of introducing, I think, an equally uh, capable and wonderful human being, Ron Cheshire. Ron is a strengths-based leadership coach with also 25 plus years of senior business executive experience. Uh, he's certified by the ICF, Gallup, and with Ericsson International. Uh, he excels at fostering growth by harnessing individuals', individuals unique strengths and inspiring uh, lasting impacts on organizations. Uh, with a passion for coaching and co-development action, and I think he's going to probably touch on that a little bit in this conversation. Um, he uh, does that facilitation. Um, he also leaves a lasting impact on individuals and teams in organizations. Uh, beyond his professional endeavors, he is a fervent, uh, dedicated fan and participant in soccer and skiing. Mm -hmm. uh, Ron brings his degrees from Concordia and uh, Carleton University uh, into his work and uh, the educational foundation that has brought uh, into his multifaceted career. So you'll probably hear a lot about his uh, wonderful background as we go. Um, I also, we also just learned yesterday when we um, touched base with Ron that uh, he's writing a book or is about to publish a book in the next um, uh, year. Uh, Ron, do you want to tell us what the title of your book is before I tell people where you are? Sure. Uh, the book is uh, the title of the book, and I wrote it with three other people. Oh, wonderful. So two other professors and uh, my partner, the co-leadership group and, and the the title of the book or so far the title of the book before <laughs> the the publisher gets to it is called uh co-development action learning for business co-create accelerate and grow excellent and with that book coming out you'll see in his uh bio in the book and as well as uh, here on our show uh, he's coming to us from uh, the montreal uh, quebec canada area so another one of our international guests. We've had people so far from uh, England and Ireland and Scotland, and now we get to add a Canadian. So thank you very much, Ron, for joining us today to talk about Futuristic. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Did I leave anything out, by the way? Or did I get anything wrong in that <laughs> wonderful uh, bio of yours? 
No, I think you you covered all the grounds, all the grounds there. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, so as you heard, we have some like major uh, people here on our show today. And so we're really excited to dive right in um, and talk about the uh, talent strength of Futuristic. Uh, Chad, could you share with us the short description from Gallup? Sure. So Gallup defines this talent theme as follows. People exceptionally talented in the futuristic theme are inspired by the future and what could be. They, are, they energize others with their visions of the future. Awesome. Okay, so before we hear from both of you, I'd like you to share with our guests and with us, um, I'm sorry, our, our audience and us, where this falls for you in your top five, Ron? Uh, number four. That's number four, and, and Bill? Uh, number five. Fantastic. See, <laughs> nice bullet. We got the experts here. Yeah, yeah. And and I'll just say I'm really thrilled that we're having these two on because it's my 20th. And Jen, I think oh, you and I Chad. have had conversations yeah. about this. Where does this fall for you? 33. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so both of us are going to learn a lot. I hope our listeners take away as much as we're going to um, from this conversation. So um so as we usually do with each of our episodes. Uh, I'd like to start off with kind of how this um, theme shows up. And I know given that both of you are very accomplished coaches and are trained like Jen and I with both Gallup and Eat Grow, um, we know that the talent themes don't work in silos. But for the benefit of our listeners, I'm wondering if maybe for this first question, if we could really focus in on just how this theme really shows up for you, how it comes out, maybe even some uh, personal behaviors or uh, ways you think about the world that are really driven specifically by this futuristic talent theme. And Ron, if I could come to you first, uh, I'd love for you to take your first um, intro, intro us to this theme. Sure. <laughs> Tell us what it's about and how it shows up. Sure. Um, the theme futuristic um, is actually very significant for me personally and plays a, a crucial role in my life as a coach and a leader. Um, for me, futuristic is about uh, envisioning the future, uh, providing clarity and purpose to situations. Um, it's really fundamental aspect of my coaching in bringing teams forward. Okay. On a personal basis, um, it's my uh, ability to look ahead, envision possibilities, um, and find the why behind actions and decisions. So it helps me create a, a compelling future, gives me a sense of direction uh, okay. and, and motivation. Nice. My belief loves that, that it's your why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so great. And, and, and I was reflecting on the fact that the, the, not so much the why we do things, but looking ahead, um, yeah. my deliberative does that for risk awareness but you're you're already talking about sort of the why and and giving yourself something to aim for so love that first so um good. first start bill what about you well ron ron are you in my head <laughs> um, <laughs> you know the, uh, futuristic for me you know professionally 
or personally is I'm continually looking ahead. Um, I'm have a an adventuresome spirit, and so it just really works in well to be able to think about the tomorrows and dream about the tomorrows and believe that they're going to be finer than anything I could dream up on my own. Uh, it impacts activities, uh, my leisure time, it, it, almost timing things out in my head, and and with with um, coachees, you know, helping them begin to understand what the potential that they have that is out there in front of them and helping them realize that and moving them forward for, toward that. Uh, Ron mentioned that uh, futuristic is his why. For me, futuristic is my where. Uh, where am I going? Uh, how do I get there? Uh, what's the pathway that I'm going to take uh, on this journey that is uh, stimulating and exciting and present every day? Wow. Bill, in some of our previous conversations around this futuristic, you've mentioned something around the um, status quo and that not being something that is ideal for you. Uh, I'm wondering if you might yeah. highlight for our listeners um, sure. what, what status quo means for you and, um, <laughs> and maybe where you, where you put that in the grander scheme of things. Yeah. For me, status quo has always been death. Uh, maintaining what is is just not an option for me and always looking at uh, how can this be better? How can it be more efficient, more effective? Uh, working towards excellence. I think that's my maximizer coming through continually. Um, ideation, you know, ways to be able to maximize potential and getting it going. So status quo, um, uh, it, it has gotten me in trouble. Uh, not wanting to maintain status quo, particularly in organizations, because, you know, the seven deadly words for many organizations is, but this is the way we've always done it before. And then to get people to change, you know, everybody has ITC, immunity to change, you know, and so they don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't want to change. And so how do you paint a picture for them, a vision of what tomorrow could be that is better than what they uh, are currently experiencing. Mm -hmm. So nice. that just, I just continually want to move forward to possibilities. Yeah. Wonderful. I love that idea of painting pictures for people. Both of you have touched on envisioning and then and be able to verbalize that. Um, it's also interesting to hear you talk about moving forward or what possibilities could be because we did an episode uh i forget exactly how many episodes ago but we did developer and the <laughs> same sort of intention came out of what could be but it, it's mm -hmm. interesting to hear it come from a different place so thank you very much for for highlighting that um well and what i find really really um heartfelt in it is how you see the the future for not just yourselves but those you interact with every day so yeah. um it, and similar to that developer theme like they can see what the other person could be or where they could go with it um mm -hmm. and they're like wanting to to get them there and i and i hear, heard that both in you even both of you talking about like wanting to help others see what the future could bring what what else is out there and bill in our individual workings together it's one of the things that i've loved from you is just hearing your vision of of the future because like 
like you, like I just shared, it's very, very low for me. This is not something I tap into. Yeah. I'm a here and now kind of person. So yeah, it's been wonderful. And 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 that's that's perfect to be here and now. You know, this is what we are. We, yeah. this is the be part of us, the being part of us. But right. shouldn't we always be becoming? Yeah. And and that oh, is becoming more. Uh, and unfolding more because there's more of me internally that I continue to seek to discover. Yeah. So good. You know, you just set me right up for, oh. <laughs> for where I wanted to go next. Chad, did you have something that you wanted to add? I, I was just going to ask, um, I've loved everything Bill said. I, I wanted to actually go back to something sort of both of us said, but I want Ron's take on this of you talk about describing future, um, the future that you have sort of in your head or that you are envisioning both of you have used that word envisioning i was just wondering if there's any sort of practical um display of that it, it, how do you find best that you can describe that future is it you need to show photos do you write a lot do you just speak about what the future could look like i'm just wondering how it comes out how would people start to engage with your futuristic at a you know, in your lived, uh, in your lived lives, whether it's at work or at home, I was just wondering if there's, there's some, some place where somebody would actually see that come out and, and how that displays. Um, good question. Um, I would say that people see it in my actions, um, in, in the sense that, uh, I, I'm thinking about, okay, the year ahead, I'm thinking about, and, and I, I, we joked, at one time when we uh, that uh, I have my summer vacation already planned for next summer. So <laughs> that's that's the kind of thing that the people and I'm always thinking six to 12 months ahead, maybe even out there. And I'm always bringing up ideas where I, I'm surveying the, 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 the environment to see what's what are the trends that are coming up. So for me, it's through those actions, um, right. storytelling, uh, always describing a visually what I what I envision visually what I see. Um, I, I would think those are the other ways. I don't know, Bill. Do yeah. you have other ideas that? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you, Ron, and I'm going, "Gosh, is he in my head again?" <laughs> this, it, you know, it's it's very very similar. It's the action. It's it, you know, not being able to just maintain and sit right here you know it's continually looking forward it's not being satisfied and 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 you can get in trouble with that you know because if you're not satisfied you want to find meaning and purpose and peace that's what we want and so to be able to get into that lane of um, having a, a sense of contentment and purpose uh, it's i let my mind go you know, and I look to the future and go, what could be? What are the possibilities? Who do I need to connect with today? I mean, I don't know how many contacts I have on my on my phone, but uh, occasionally I just go through them and just start calling people. Where are you? What's hmm. going on? Networking, you know, uh, connecting with folks in, in, in some way to see what's out there uh, yeah. that informs me and stimulates my thinking. Yeah. Wonderful. I would add, it's it's interesting that you say that, Bill, about networking. Uh, for me, um, I will never refuse or very very seldom refuse a meeting. Someone comes in, and I've done that throughout my career because it's always looking ahead. 
I, I never mm. know if I'm going to be working with this person or collaborating. So that's another another way of looking at from futuristic and, and networking. Wonderful. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing those. I, I, I really love the the concrete actions that people might be able to see or at least understand sort of the intention behind them or the you know where they're being driven from. Um, so thank you. I know Jen wanted to bring us to our next question, so I don't want to take up too much more, but I was kind of curious about how this shows up. Um, oh, I'm, so. I'm glad you asked because yeah. those were those were great insights in into you know the like practicality, as you like to say. Like yeah. we, we like the practical, we like the practical, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> so as as we were, you know, Bill kind of alluded to it, and I heard it in Ron a little bit as well. We are always looking forward. We are always trying to better ourselves, and so in that vein. Um, we have times where our themes tend to go a little crazy on us. They either drive us a little farther than everybody else would like us to go, or we, we tend to maybe go on a little on the raw side when we were first learning um, about our talents. We didn't know what mature and raw meant and really what a mature talent looked like versus a raw talent. So I was hoping you could share with our, with our listeners and, and our viewers, maybe some of the ways that this talent might have maybe had some negative impacts on your life or gotten in your way. Um, and Bill, I'd like to start with you on this one. Sure, sure. <clears throat> Excuse me, I can, you know, case in point, there's an organization I'm, I'm working with currently. I did a you know, six hour retreat kind of thing for one of their departments in January. And I'm thinking, okay, this could really be a great opportunity. It's a it's a foundation, you know, 100 employees, $4.2 billion endowment, and they give away millions of dollars every year. And I'm thinking already then, and I was with the grant um, making department, already then I was thinking about, oh, if I could get into the entire company and have 100 people go through what it is that I do, and then get them to catch the vision that every grant that they give to all these nonprofits uh, require some leadership development uh, with each one of them, and that that's a mandate. And so what more could they get out of these grants and the grantees mm -hmm. than to provide some leadership development training and teamwork uh, sorts of things? And so I have all of this in my mind as I'm sitting there, you know, going through six hours of workshop and, and just thinking, uh, okay, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, uh, the COO happened to be there and they said, well, we want more of this. What could we do? You know, and so I just had to really reel back in the vision that I had because I didn't want to mm -hmm. overwhelm them. And I said, the, the next step could be this. This is what this could look like, you know, working specifically with this team. And so now I'm working with that team with an HPT, for those of you who are e to grow coaches. And um, um we just did T3, and I just met the president of the organization, and the person that's uh, that's the team leader said, you know, we want we want everybody in our organization to have the quote beachy experience. <laughs> I'm going, okay, <laughs> oh, all right, all right. So she's she's capturing the vision, and but it's just a slow process. So I have to be very patient, and have mm -hmm. that you know self leadership, that internal narrative that says, don't go too far, too fast. Mm. Just take your time. Be patient. So that's yeah. that's what is um, you know I could very easily go to the raw side and just go oh wow we got to do this and you know show them a timeline and all the stuff that we could do and that would just overwhelm folks. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And you you shared with me um, before when we when we've been sharing about this that sometimes um, like people get stuck in emotion. Just talking about emotion or feelings that <laughs> that sometimes this can this can put you in a place. Can you can you share yeah. a little bit more about that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm action oriented and performance driven. You know, in many ways. And so if I'm with a team. And maybe some folks are concerned that we're leaving somebody behind or, or that there's not enough process, there's not enough order. Maybe there's a deliberative or a discipline or a responsibility person on the team that wants a little more detail, mm -hmm. that needs more information, um, or the person that wants to uh, make certain that we don't leave someone behind. And all of that you know, gets in the way for me of moving forward. Mm -hmm. Those are conversations, but then I have to realize, no, they have to have this conversation in order to have ownership here. Mm -hmm. And so I need to, I need to step back and it's, it's a constant struggle. You know, I, I have to constantly, I, I teach, I'm a professor. And so I have students, you know, maybe 25 little thumbnail <laughs> pictures on my screen. And I, <laughs> And I and I put a, a note up at the top right of my screen that says, ask how they're doing first. Mm. Uh, I, it doesn't come naturally to me. I have to start sure. the class at six o'clock. I want to dive right in. Here's the content, blah, blah, blah. But I need to go, wait a minute, how's everybody doing since we yeah. met the last time? Oh, Bill, that's wonderful. Can I can I just share with you as a high executing, um, I regularly answer the phone with whatever question I wanted to ask or whatever is happening. And then I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Minutes later. <laughs> uh, oh, feel your pain. Thanks for, thanks for not making me or thanks for making me feel like I'm, I'm a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. Ron, um, how how you shared with me before um, some of the like ways that this can can get in your way. Can you share with us too? Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I echo um, uh, what Bill was saying about impatience. Um, yeah, I have to slow, slow sometimes slow it down. Uh, overlooking the present, um, having an when you have an ideal vision of the future, sometimes you're setting up unrealistic realistic expectations. Uh, and so you have to manage those, um, you know, with impatience, sometimes we, we miss kind of details and we, we go too quickly. So I would think some of those, um, what else? Uh, I think we, we, we talked about this, uh, I think a, 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 on another conversation, but um, the idea of tradition and it, it kind of relates back mm -hmm. to status quo that uh, Bill was talking. And I, I guess that's the question I'd ask you, Bill. How do you, with your futuristic, how do you feel about tradition? Yeah, boy, that um, I've always struggled with it. I've always kind of pushed the envelope on tradition, you know, particularly, you know, this is a way that we've always done it. Uh, I remember I was in one organization and they said something about, well, when you're in Rome, do as the Romans do. And I said, well, just because I'm in Rome doesn't mean the Romans are doing it right. You know, so <laughs> let's take a look at it from a different perspective. And so, you know, I want to have a level of openness. I want to honor tradition. I want to honor the context or the history of what has taken place. Context, by the way, is very low on my on my 34. So I'm not looking to the past a whole lot. Um, uh, for me, tradition oftentimes gets in the way, uh, but I need to massage that in some way and, and try to 
be willing to be wrong about my perspective and go, okay, how could, and if I need to, if I need to win somebody over, you know, to help them move in a direction, I could say, well, let's take these pieces of tradition and let's couple them with this moving forward. What would that look like? You know, and could we, could we do that? And so in some ways I'm compromising, uh, you Ron, I loved what you said. You know, we may have the ideal vision. Yeah, futuristic. Every every vision we have is the ideal. It's right because we've thought it through. And uh, I say to my wife, I said, I'm sorry I'm right so much of the time. And uh, I'm sure anyway. that goes over well. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does. It's tongue in cheek. I assure you. Yeah, yeah. I assure you. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Ron, I, I want to go back to something you, you shared with me before about. Um, periods of uncertainty triggers triggers something in you and i'm wondering if you could reflect on that and and share a little bit more around on that about how uncertainty seems to bring out a, a more intense version of futuristic i, I, I don't want to go much further because i don't want to be putting your words in your mouth so um could you share a little bit more about that what periods of un uncertainty do for you well i i've from from my perspective, the, the periods of uncertainty, if I'm always looking towards the future, the periods of uncertainty uh, in the present make it challenging to deal with those things in, in, in the present. So that's where um, I'm looking too, too far ahead and these periods of uncertainty and people come, okay, that's great to think about that in the next uh, five years, but we're not there yet. So these periods of uncertainty bring uncomfort to to the people around me that say you should deal with the present so it's that that tension between the present and and, and the future for, yeah. for for me yeah wonderful thanks for adding that on i just mm -hmm. i found that interesting when you when you shared that the last time um so so let's flip this on its head because i yeah. always like we always like to talk about like where it's gotten in the way now let's really dive into like where this futuristic talent again trying to stay mostly on on the talent itself so that we can share with our listeners and viewers um what this looks like when it's just it is mature it is rolling um or in flow as as gallup likes to say so ron for you what does this look what does futuristic look like where has it been the biggest benefit for your life um well, it's it's um, helping people uh, with a vision. Uh, when I work with teams, uh, often teams there 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 aren't that many people that have futuristic as a theme, and um, I think in today's complex world and uh, and the the speed of change in today's world, uh, I think futuristic is probably one of the the undervalued uh, talents. But uh, obviously, I, I'm biased in, the, in, in that view. Um, but I, I think it, it it helps people um, at least provide them with some hope. Uh, a lot of the time, in, in periods of change, that this is this too will pass and things will will get better. Um, it, it's it's definitely uh, I, I lead with the, the leadership domain of strategic thinking. So it, it's helping, obviously helped me with in strategic planning. Um, uh, it gives me a purpose. Uh, I, I have where Bill says it's aware. It, it kind of 
is that where I, I, it draws me forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, it helps me to inspire others. Um, and then I, I think it's, for me, it's in my decision-making. The futuristic allows me to to make those decisions. And 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 I, I obviously later on we'll we'll talk about how we combine it with other the other talents, yeah. but but yeah, that that's that's how I see and how I see the 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 talent of the, the talent or the theme of futuristic helping me. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Bill, how about you? You know, it's when I when I think about how it really comes to bear, you've probably heard the military term VUCA. You know, we live in a VUCA world, volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. And so people moving forward, they're going, what does my future look like? I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm fearful of it. Uh, how, what can I do now to be able to better understand and navigate my future? And I think for leaders in the 21st century, uh, now that we're well into it, you know, self-awareness is vital. You know yourself. You dive into these. And so for futuristic, this isn't always, for me, everything is out there. We have to sit right here and understand what these five top themes mean for me and how I utilize them mm-hmm. in a way. And it's a, it's a self-awareness, knowing myself, knowing where my sweet spot is, knowing how I can be in that place where there's fulfillment and purpose and meaning. And so if my futuristic comes into play in a very mature way, it's helping people understand that right now, is going to help define what your future looks like. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. That's a, that's a really interesting tie, given what you were saying before about not being as uh, I don't want to say comfortable, but your your statements around the present, how sometimes that can be very frustrating. Mm-hmm. And here, you, I, I love the almost. It's not a reversal, but it's it's looking at the present in a different way, being the basis. Um, you know, the, the, the launch point for all these futurist, um, futuristic driven visions of your future. So yeah. thank you so much for tying those two together, because I think the, I like that launch yeah, point. yeah. Um, but just the different perspectives on how the present interacts with the future that you're, you're piecing together in your, in your minds. Um, right. I think so just, I have to ask, that's a, yeah. are, are either of you ever surprised? <laughs> well, I tell my my family that you the, the expression is that uh, you should not be surprised about being surprised. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but yes, but on the other hand, um, I don't like surprises. So that that may may, may tell you something about me as okay. well. Okay, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Protect- I'm not particularly fond of surprises either, because what that says to me is that, oh, I didn't look at that into the future. Oh. I didn't see that. I didn't see that coming. What did yeah. I miss? And so it, it's sort of a, a self-derisive thought, you know, sure. that I haven't. Oh, wow. Why didn't I catch <laughs> that? Why didn't I see that? Chad, can you can you um, identify with that statement as well? Because my deliberative is screaming right now. Yeah. I, well, actually, so it's interesting. Yes, my deliberative is, is in tune here. But what I actually just thought about is going back to to say January, February of 2020. 
mm. and thinking, okay, three months. We now know that March 2020 mm. was global pandemic that essentially nobody saw coming. Yep. And I almost wanted to bring that back. You know, not that oh, we want sure. to live that live that whole experience, but what did that do to your futuristic? I mean, did that just like the vision I have in my head right now is that must have just wiped the board clean and you had to start over yeah. again. But that's me making assumptions about your thought process. When something that drastic happens, and it doesn't have to be a global pandemic, but when something that drastic happens to an organization or something to something in your life, where does futuristic go? Well, for me, for me, it, it, it screams the word opportunity. So for me, it's a, it's a matter of wow, okay, there's a new future, um, and and so it, it, we embrace it. It's a and it's a how how do I pivot and how do I capture that all the potential of that future? I don't know, I, Bill. I see you nodding there. <laughs> He's nodding and laughing at all of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had, in February 2020, I just signed a contract with an organization, you know, and then <laughs> and then to do a lot of face-to-face uh, -face things. And then uh, COVID just shut it down, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's it's a challenge. And I go, okay, how can I navigate this? How can I adapt to this? The opportunity is still going to be there. So I just need to re-engage my strategic thinking of how this is going to play out. And now that particular client, let's see, this fall, I'm doing HPT 11 and 12 with that organization. Wow. And have done a couple of um, uh, uh uh, uh, high-performing leaders are going to do a GFL after the first of the year. So in some ways, the impatience had to be turned to patience, but the, to, to be impatient and then to be, uh, turn it to patience, I'm still active. I'm still thinking, I'm thinking yeah. of detours, adapting, pivoting, like Ron said, uh, adjusting, making adjustment. Uh, but the, um, the goal is still out there. It, that doesn't that doesn't change. I still want to move in a direction like with that one particular company. Yeah. Oh, that's, I, yeah. that's so interesting to to hear you both talk about pivoting because uh, yeah. it just comes from this different place. Like you said, the goal is still out there. You're just mm -hmm. looking at, OK, what yeah. path do I take to get there now? Yeah, it's kind of like your GPS. You run into a detour and yeah. it says recalibrating. Recalibrating. Yeah, absolutely. I guess I'd ask the question coming more from the statement and I appreciate everything you've just shared because I think it adds so much more um, granularity to understanding this theme. I was just struck by your statement, uh, Bill, of, oh, I didn't see that coming and that could potentially be very frustrating. Mm. I don't think any of us saw a global pandemic coming, yeah. you know, December 2019, the first part of 2020, and then all of a sudden it's here. And so I was just wondering, does that frustration build or do you get down on yourself when you 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 miss something that massive um, and so unexpected? And so, again, I appreciate the the response that you had, and it took us in a very different direction than where my my brain was starting to make assumptions. So thank you for <laughs> for highlighting that. I, I do want to move us on because both of you have, have touched on this. Um, in slightly different ways and, and alluded to that we're going to be talking about this. I even mentioned it in my very first question. We know that these themes don't operate in silos. Mm -hmm. I appreciate all the, all the specifics that you've given about the, the talent theme itself. Moving to more of the theme dynamics where you see 
futuristic intersecting with your other themes. I'm wondering, I have sort of two questions. We'll, we'll approach each on its own. To start, I'm wondering if there are certain talent themes that you find you commonly pair your futuristic with that really essentially enhance your success, uh, whether it's your success or maybe if, if it's the teams that you're working on. Um, are there themes that you go to on a regular basis to pair with your, your futuristic for that success? And I'm going to start with Ron um, with this one. Yeah, I, I, we touched on it earlier. Um, uh, so my futuristic, uh, as I, I refer to it, is my, uh, to find my why. Um, and I, I pair it with in my individualization, which is my, my number one. Um, and that's my how. So it complements namely to identify, understand the unique needs and strengths of individuals. And then as it, from coaching, I can tailor my coaching and, and things like that. I, I also um, use in when I'm brainstorming or, or doing my strategic thinking, uh, I use the, the trio uh, of strategic, analytic, and futuristic. So mm. and those are two different different cases where I, I'm using and I'm, I'm, I'm pairing futuristic theme. Wonderful. Great examples, by the way. I, I love that. And I, I can get on board with your analytical because that's my number five. So <laughs> and, um, yeah, I can see how that would be a really powerful trio. Bill, what about you? What, what pairings do you find you commonly go to, to to enhance your success? I would say, well, you can see my my top five in the background, uh, probably futuristic and strategic are the ones that are utilized most initially. But if you think about it, and I'm frankly, uh, when these came out and I did a little bit more research on them and came to understand them, I went, oh, okay, I really am different. I'm kind of an odd duck because I can see where I need to go. I can make the plan to get there. If I have a detour I need, I have another idea about how to do it. I can activate it and I can maximize the potential, the possibilities of it all in one package. Mm. And, and so those really, it's almost hard to differentiate uh, when one of those pops up, but I would say strategic and futuristic are the ones that lead and then the maximizer activator and ideation support that they're in service mm -hmm. to getting to the where. Nice. Great yeah, combos. Cool. All right. So, so uh, before we, before we move on, I wanted to touch on something that that bills brought up a couple of times and being that we are all eat grow certified coaches, I thought it might yeah. just be good for the, our listeners and, and viewers to understand what these things are. So eat grow is a, is a, um, group platform that we that we use as coaches to help us help teams and you heard bill talk about the hpt that is high performing team so we all have individually and um, sometimes collectively worked with teams and managers um, companies to help team members grow and learn and collaborate with one another better because it all comes down to communication is what we find out. So um, I just wanted to take a little plug there to, to just share what that was. So so when you hear it, you know, HPT is high performing team. Thanks. Yeah. And the sessions he's talking about like T3, T4, uh, T11, uh, are various team <laughs> workshop uh, instances uh, within those programs. So yeah. Thank you very much for, for slowing us down for a second there and making sure that we clarify everything. Um, I, I wanted, thanks for the clarification. I, I want to move us back to talking about the themes a little bit and the, and the way they play together. When 
you know, you talked about themes that help you add to the success. I want to go back a little bit. You know, we talked already about how these themes can get going in sort of a negative direction. They can, um, you, you know, you talked about the impatience, the vision that nobody else seems to get, the um, the not being happy with the status quo, and, and again, that impatience coming in. When your futuristic gets going kind of full tilt in one direction, and maybe it's not being super helpful or it's, it's sort of leading you down a rabbit hole, um, are, is there a particular theme that you lean on to sort of bring you back uh, or, or bring it a little bit more to its better application? Um, if you need an example, I know when my analytical or my deliberative gets going, analysis paralysis, I lean on my responsibility to make sure that, okay, I only have a certain amount of time so I can't go too far into the rabbit hole or else I'll, I won't meet the deadline. I'm wondering if there's a similar experience you have with futuristic is there a theme that you use to not so much rein in which we've talked about reining in is we want to use our strengths the best but but which one do you use to 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 uh, moderate it maybe a little bit and bill i'm going to start with you on this one okay uh relator it's uh my number six case in point yesterday i'm rebranding i mentioned that to you so i'm working with it uh, graphic design person on a new logo and we've been through two or three iterations and uh, she does an excellent job uh, it, but yesterday I I saw where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do um, but I so I asked her what time it was and kind of thing and she told me how to build a watch okay I, I mean not literally but yeah. Um, yeah this is why I did this and the research I've done on colors that are used and I'm going you know I really don't care about that I really don't care in the least about your research on colors and everything this, this is my mind okay mm -hmm. yeah. I didn't say these things to her and then I went wait a minute wait a minute be mindful of the other this is important to her do not, you know, this, you can sit still for a little bit and listen to her, um, uh, her opinion and her ideas, because this is important to her. And so the relator in me wanted to maintain a good relationship. And so that kept my impatience and my futuristic, my strategic and my maximizer wanted to, okay, you know, we don't need 30 minutes to talk about what I know can be done in five because uh, I've got other things to do. Um, and so, you know, I'm, boy, I'm really being vulnerable here. Those are things that go through my mind. Yeah. And I just want to keep in check that I go, okay, keep your mouth shut, Peachy. <laughs> you know, just keep your mouth shut, you know, and, and walk with it. Just be patient, continue nice. to walk with it. Oh, thank oh, you so much oh. for being vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's almost a confession, I guess. Yeah. But well, it is, being it, high ex yeah, go like, ahead. No, 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 he started. I, I was going to say being high executing, I completely can sympathize with that because I'm ready to just bulldoze people. And that was one thing I had to learn with all of these and then adding this wonderful activator <laughs> on top of it. You know, I, if things don't happen in my time, I can just bulldoze right over and like never mind I'll do it myself and and on and you know it's really important to understand where those lines are for us and then yeah. how we are interacting with other people how do you how do you hear yourself doing that Jen I mean for me I can kind of hear my language get a little short I become a little more direct maybe there's not as much pathos in my voice you know sure. those are kind of highlights for me 
Um, wh what I've always said is my activator is my incredible Hulk and I have tells um, <laughs> that, that typically um, happen and that I know like at, at once it is activated, um, there's very little slowing it down. So I have yeah. to be very, very cautious of that. And I'm sure yeah. your activator works very similar. Yeah. We should have talked about you mm -hmm. about this with activator too. One of my biggest ones is I start picking at the seams of my pants. So, oh. <laughs> um, and it's usually in meetings is when this happens, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm ready to move on and we're still talking yeah. about ideas. And I might, you know, like I run my hands down the sides of my legs and I'm feeling the seams of my pants and that's my tell. Like if I'm doing that, I'm ready to move on and no one else is. And I have to just, like you said, tap into that relator, mine is seven. Um, and so that's my first relationship building theme. Mm -hmm. And I immediately go to that going, okay, how, how can I keep this in check so that I, I don't ruin relationships right for the for the case of getting work done so yeah didn't mean so, to start interviewing you jen so. that, that, <laughs> i appreciate it because it's it's great to see how you know even though our talents are very different we have some some similarities and where my why comes yeah. from my belief your why comes from you know a different a different place mm -hmm. you're strategic i think you said too so um yeah. it's, it's just interesting how they all can look very similar um but we come from very different motivations and this yeah. is the exact reason why i want to get ron back in this conversation because yeah. i'm really curious about what theme brings his futuristic kind of back in check um again not a reigning in but just keeping it in its optimal place and, and avoiding that rabbit hole. So what theme do you, what theme or themes do you lean on, Ron? Uh, so I have discipline. So uh, discipline, but it, 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 it works. It's a double-edged sword. So yeah. um, because with futuristic, you, you, you still want to embrace flexibility. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I, I do have, I, I do have uh, developer, um, and so I have maximizer, which doesn't help. But so um, I would say that the strongest element that I that I use is I partner with others that have complementary strengths, such as uh, for me, if I'm too far in the future uh, uh, with an achiever or, or an activator. So in the contrary to to Jen, I actually want to partner with people that have activation. So that I'm not, that brings me back to the present. So oh. discipline, my own is the, the strength that I use or the talent that I use or the theme that I use most often individually, but partnering with others that have complementary like activator and, and, and even achiever. That's fantastic. No, I, I saw you laugh when he said maximator, maximizer doesn't help. <laughs> share, share with us what, what you're thinking there. Uh, well, it just, um, nothing is ever complete, almost. It, you know, yes, I can maximize it for this moment, but there are possibilities that increase the engagement, the effectiveness, the efficiency, the, the potential, you know, uh, have we, is, is potential limitless mm. you know and i i believe i believe that it is you know that we never fully discover everything and maybe i'm idealistic looking through rose colored glasses but um i just believe that 
every every person has has possibility to be able to engage with this gift that they have been given of themselves. They're the only one in the world that has been given who they are. And it's incumbent upon us to discover as much about me as I possibly can so that I can engage with the world uh, in a positive fashion, formatively, and for the good of others. Mm, awesome. Ron, well, thank you so much for bringing up that that point about the maximizer, because yeah. hearing both of you talk about that and in, you know, tongue in cheek, it doesn't help. Um, <laughs> we learned from our maximizer episode that we did just just not that long ago um, that they have a lot of those same feelings. So it's so it's interesting to see it come out in, in both of you as well. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, sure, sure. So this next question, after that wonderful, like, I won't say heavy, but wow, what an intense, um, observ intense observations. I, I want to bring this a little bit later. Um, and this is also to help people that, you know, yes, they, they've listened to the first part of this episode and starting to, to understand some of the behaviors and, and the way that this is both positive and negative. But for those that might not have futuristic or are still trying, are in still sort of that elementary warning about their their futuristic themes. Um, generally, I found that it's always helpful to provide some sort of image around uh, some of these themes to help people kind of connect with it. So I'm curious, as you think about this theme, are there certain images, whether they're pop culture or household objects or something else that comes to mind that really kind of exemplifies this theme? And Ron, I'm, I want to start with you and see if what okay. what image uh, or reference you might point us at. Um, well, the image I have is a futuristic uh, cityscape, you know, with uh, stunning, visually stunning, uh, high tech city with skyscrapers and uh, sleek architecture. Um, advanced transportation systems, maybe flying cars and things like that. So it's that vision of the future for me um, in, in kind of intertwined with urban planning. Uh, how about that? Nice. I like it. I see that picture. I see it. I love it, Ron. I did with this. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and it's interesting that, that you grabbed Ron to it because what I immediately started thinking about is um, the there's a scene at the end of uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. It's the one with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. He plays the um, sort of the villain, the bad guy, um, Khan. And there's exactly that sort of scene. It's very sleek. It's very bright. It's very open. Yes, there's a fight scene going on, but all the advanced transportation <laughs> systems that you were talking about all happening in that scene. So I don't know. I'm going to take that and just sort of add to it. That's a this and sort of the situation. So thank wonderful. you so much for that image, Ron. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Bill, what about you? Well, mine isn't isn't as majestic as Ron's <laughs> is. It's 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 really quite a simple piece. Uh, when my 40 year old son was about two or three years old, uh, we read his grandparents and they had a privacy fence, a six foot five privacy fence around their yard. And, and we were just back there and he found a knot hole, a hole in the fence. And I have a picture of him from the back that he has his hands on the fence and he's looking through the hole. As a matter of fact, that picture is under the 
class top of my desk right now. Nice. Uh, for me, that is the epitome of being filled with awe and wonder. You know, what is out there? What are the possibilities? What is beyond? What is next? And um, that sense of adventure and futuristic for me is capsulized in that uh, wanting to see out there, wanting to look beyond mm. where mm -hmm. from where I'm at. Not that, not you know, I'm grounded where I am, you know, yeah. but I want to I want to always see what's out there. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. Jen, I'm going to come to you. <laughs> yeah, you know, after listening to Ron explain his, um, I immediately went to the Jetsons and how oh, I love I watching. <laughs> I love watching Jetsons episodes now. Like anytime I find them somewhere on a cable somewhere, I'll stop and watch because there's so many things we have now that that they you know they didn't have when the Jetsons were were you know like actually the first time that was on TV. So um, I immediately uh, thought of the Jetsons, not quite yeah. as sleek and cool as um, yeah. the Star Trek one. Yeah. The other one that um, I it's very new pop culture reference. It's a Netflix series called Unstable, and it features mm. Rob Lowe, and he is a oh my goodness visionary. Um, and he like he kind of embodies futuristic for me like if i had to put put um it on someone and label them like they are futuristic and um he has a bit of a a breakdown um some major things going on in his life but all of his company needs him and his futuristic and his you know ideation and seeing mm -hmm. the way forward and so just watching that um that show i'm really sad now with the writers strike because it's, they haven't done the second season yet but oh. anyway it's, it's a cute one so um just thought i'd throw it, uh, this pop culture reference out nice. what about well, you chad so it's interesting all of you have gone to sort of futuristic visions you know the jetsons star trek we've got um <laughs> looking through the fence uh, you know going beyond um uh, even though this theme sits relatively low for me one image that um i think i was spurred to think about was um, an old uh, captain's, I think they're called spy glasses. Uh, so, mm. uh, like in the movie Master and Commander, you've got uh, Russell Pro and all his, you know, a bunch of his lieutenants all looking out at, you know, the, the French ship mm. way on the horizon. horizon. But I mm. think it's that idea of the horizon and being able to look out, um, you know, what are we going after? What are we, where are we going? Uh, at one point, they're looking for the, what ends up being the Galapagos Islands. Um, but that idea of trying to see out over the horizon, and this has come up plenty of times in our conversation already of, yeah, of yeah. seeing, you know, just what's what's beyond what other people are are perceiving. So, or the or the quote that Buzz Lightyear to infinity and beyond. Oh, there's another good one. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. In infinity, well, that's endless. But to go beyond that, wow. Mm. <laughs> oh, I like I'm, the I'm hearing futuristic and maximizer right there. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful examples um, to all all of you. I think that that will help some of our our listeners and our viewers understand this theme a little bit better. Um, Jen, do you want to take us to our, our last couple of questions? Yeah. So this next group, um, we really want to like as we think about how others can best interact with those who have futuristic in their top five. Um, I would like you both to share with us, and Ron, I'm going to come to you first. What advice might you give to a team leader or peer mm -hmm. to help the person who has futuristic maybe come out of a raw application? Let's say they have this vision and they know where it's going, but they can't seem to, to pull back. Um, 
to help others see the vision? What, what's some advice that you, you might be able to give? Well, the, the, I would say the first thing is that you want to acknowledge their, their visionary thinking. I don't think you want to, 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 to diminish it in any form because I think it's very, very valuable, but I, I, I'm biased, right? And, and celebrate those innovative ideas. Um, but I think it's, it's then if you can support the person in connecting their vision to the team's goals, the organization's goals, um, the organization's values, and, and and bring them and tie that in to 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 where everybody else and bring them back into what you're trying to do and set out as an objective. So, yeah, acknowledge them, uh, celebrate them, uh, and, and bring them, connect them to to the the goals of the team or the organization. Uh, encourage them to seek others input as well into that so encourage them to collaborate um and you know it i i don't know if you've read the book by adam grant it's the the, the new his latest anyway is think again and mm. um you know futuristics and we we touched on it earlier as bill i think mentioned something about you know what if you're wrong so to to encourage that person to think what if you're wrong and and if you've read adam grant's book you you kind of start to see that think again and how how else can you think again so those would be my in a short time frame that would be my my advice to to people right i'm gonna i'm gonna prompt you with one other thing you've brought up with me when we've talked about futuristic which is um i think you you use the quick uh note of write versus say uh and the power of writing do you want to elaborate a little bit on that um well I think that if you if you actually write it down and and Bill, you can jump in because I, I think you had something to to say about this before. Um, but if you write it down, it, it becomes more concrete. And, and I think okay. that helps people to to see that. And as we talked about that, I don't know, Bill, do you have anything else to yeah, add? Maybe, maybe I'm just, actually have my conversation because I know we've had conversations with both of you about futuristics. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I apologize it's, if I misassigned that to somebody. Um, oh, Bill, okay. why, why don't we use this in, as an opportunity to, to, to go? Yeah, to yeah. well, I think, I think Ron was right on target. I think that if we write it down, it helps objectify it. And again, everything that Ron had said, I would, I would ditto, I would agree with in terms of not wanting to squelch this innovative uh, excitement that an individual has. But I would want to also say to them, what do we want for our team? We want things to move smoothly, to work well, to collaborate, good communication, et cetera, et cetera. So that means smooth sailing, okay? So if you are out there ahead of the rest of the team in your speedboat, the rest of the team is going to be following in your wake and it's gonna be very bumpy. So remember that all of these innovative ideas that you had, if you scream out there ahead, it's going to create a wake and it's not going to be as smooth for everybody. So just slow down, pull back on the throttle and and uh, allow the rest of us to get in there with you or you come back to where we are so that we can go together because we're better together than we are individually or separately. I love that. I love that so much. And and I and Ron, I want to come back to you said um, 
you know, you may be biased, but you want to, you know, you want to acknowledge and support the person for, for their ideas and, and their futuristic thinking. I don't think that's biased at all, because that's what you need. You know, if what you're telling me um, and, and our listeners is what those futuristics need is to be encouraged about that. So on that vein, I want to kind of flip the question then to what we're talking about interacting with those with futuristic, what is the best way to help them with their futuristic talents, maybe contribute to the team? What are some ideas and things we could put out there to those, um, those team members who have futuristic so that we can help them be their best? Ron, I sorry. Yeah, I think um, providing them with opportunities to, to, to use their futuristic and, and helping them find the ideal situations. As an example, at the top of the, uh, the, top of the conversation, we talk, I'm a facilitator of co-development action learning. And there's, there in, the, in a co-development action learning process, there's divergence of ideas at the beginning where we go through brainstorming and things like that. And then we move towards, as we go through the process to convergence. So someone who is futuristic, they can shine in this situation where there, we need that divergence of ideas, we need to think outside of the box, and, and and then perhaps show them how they need to dial it down when we get to the ideas where we need to prioritize and we need to to um, converge the ideas. So I think that's that's one element. The other element I would say is to to help them give them an opportunity to collaborate on visionary projects. I think that's also so to seek out opportunities for them to use that and and to align with the, everybody else and align with the objectives of the organization. I think those are two concrete ways to do it. Yeah, that's great. What what about you, Bill? How how do we how do we help um, this person so that they can best contribute to the team? Get yeah. back in 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 line with everyone else so that they're not creating that big lake. I would I would want them I would want to encourage them to know as much about their futuristic theme as possible to know where it flourishes where it thrives and um, where they are fully engaged with their futuristic so once they are there then they have an understanding of who they are then look at the rest of the team now, how does what I bring to the table integrate in with the rest of the team and how can we move forward together? Uh, because uh, if a futuristic appears or perceives her or himself in a self-aggrandizing way or better than, oh, I can see this, mm -hmm. you can't, um, that's, that's going to be very difficult for the team. And so for a maturity to encourage, this is what Oh, this explosion of ideas, this these visions that you see. However, however, not everybody's going to see that. And so how can you communicate with them in a real and reasonable way so that everybody moves together? And I think that in large part, maybe it's the leader that has the futuristic, so he or she needs to know themselves very, very well. Or if the leader has a, a team member with that futuristic, it's up to the team member or the team leader then to assist in helping to shape and form how that person performs within um, the team. I have a clarification question. I, I'm I'm noticing a thread of um, being able to offer a contribution to the team. Both of you have talked a lot about 
a lot of this work is done in your head. You know, that you're, you're picturing things that maybe aren't out. Building on those two thoughts, I'm wondering if you could give, you know, whether it's a leader or a peer advice, if they're partnering with a future, somebody with futuristic, have you found certain methods that are helpful in essentially extracting the vision so that it's not just in the futuristic person's head, it's then available to the rest of the team, that the vision in the head is now manifest. Is there a good way to pull that out? Or even if it's just for the two of you, what have you found of how do you best communicate that, that vision um, so that others might be able to, to help pull it out um, for those of, around them? Um, I, I don't know who to ask first. I'm just sort of putting it on the table and who wants to pick up that question, yeah. um, go for it. Well, I'm, I'm happy to. I would I say to the, the, those individuals, help me understand what that looks like for you. What does that look like for you? Can you paint a picture for me to try to draw it out of them? And so oftentimes futuristic, it's, it's difficult to articulate, so helping them to articulate what it is, because we have it all in our head, right. but to articulate it, um, uh, you know, and so just help me understand what that looks like. Tell me more. Talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. and, and basically, it's just it's coaching questions, trying to draw out of them what is in there. Okay. Yeah. Help them verbalize. Yeah. Verbalize it. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, it's just trying to figure out how you transition this stuff to something that the rest mm-hmm. of the team can access mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. until we figure out how to plug each other's brains into each other. That mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out how you get this wonderful thinking that you're talking about through the futuristic theme. How do you get that kind of on the table? Um, right. So it, it, the team... I, would, I would start with help me understand what that looks like. And once if they're able to verbalize that, then looking at the rest of the team, because there's going to be responsibility and activators. And OK, from a practical standpoint, what's our next step? Now what? Mm-hmm. OK, now what? Yeah. 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 Wouldn't it be great if we could just plug into their futuristic brains <laughs> yeah. and like then they could just download all that information? OK, now I got it. Now you know, we can you know do our next steps. Yeah. Oh, it's, there's your Jetson City. Now, yeah, now yeah. I know where there's I need to go. It would, it would have now to be decoded it. though it's <laughs> yeah. right and, and that's essentially the the core of my question is how do we decode yeah you know how do we pull the, the the native code out and then be able to you know have others uh make it open source i guess maybe there's the tech mm-hmm. reference uh yeah. and so i was just trying to figure out how to do that and um but my apologies my question wasn't particularly clear but i think your answer has kind of hit the nail so um, I, I appreciate I, that. I would also add that you, you use participative approaches like appreciative inquiry, co-development action learning, World Cafe, ProAction Cafe, those types of approaches that you were using your team to co-create solutions. Uh, and, and that, you know, one of the, the big things about these types of processes is they're, you're learning from others. And once you can get a team, as you know, you talked about HPT, once you get a team to go from performing to high performing, you start to get them to learn and be open to learn from each other. And, and I think that's one of the ways that, that you can do that, Chad. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that clarification. I, I, was, I was just trying to 
think about all the wonderful ideas people with futuristic are coming up with and then how we access them. So thank you. Um, this has been a fantastic hour. <laughs> um, I have learned so much. As we wrap up, uh, I would love for the two of you to maybe give our listeners and, and Jen and I, well, I'm, I'm not going to exclude myself because um, I've learned a lot through this, but if we were to, to take some of the key points, what would what would your one or two, maybe three things that you would really want people to know and understand about futuristic in, in sort of a, I want to say soundbite way, but um, succinct, and maybe it's something that we've highlighted today. Maybe it's one other idea that you want to get out there, um, but I'd like, you know, two or three ideas from each of you to, to sort of wrap up this show um, before we let you go back and, and keep coaching people. Um, Ron, what would, what would your highlights be for, for our listeners? Uh Sure. I, I would say people with uh, futuristic um, always balance the vision with practicality. Um, so stay, stay open to feedback, consider details. Um, I would also say people with futuristic to be flexible, foster ad adaptability as well, um, because things change and unexpectedly at times. But I would also end with a third point that um, use your, your futuristic to inspire others because people probably more than ever today need a purpose. And people with futuristic are, are the ones that are able to help people with finding that purpose. So those would be the three items that I would, I would suggest. Awesome. That's a great summary points. I love it. Bill, what are yours? What, what do people I, I, walk away I, with? I have absolutely nothing to add to that brilliance. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, tongue in cheek, but it, it's, I think a, a futuristic person can create a sense of hope. Um, and we know by our Gallup training that what people need from leaders is hope and compassion and stability and trust. And, and I believe that futuristic can do that. I would also say, be willing to have a second thought, you know, be willing to be wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and not as a defeat or as a failure, but from a sense of, oh, that's not right. Wow, I get to engage my futuristic to discover a different pathway. Mm -hmm. And so to look at it from a positive uh, standpoint, that uh, the failure is simply a springboard. It's an opportunity to um, mm -hmm. uh, move forward. Or if you're doing something wrong or it's not what the team wants, oh, well, then I get to engage in, in other thinking processes. To, and, and the thrill of that journey for a futuristic is, for me anyway, is the thrill of that journey is for everybody to have those aha moments, whether mm -hmm. it's my idea or somebody else's, I don't care whose it is, uh, just, just so that we can, we can move forward together. Nice. Wonderful. Beautiful wrap-up points. Thank you so much. Um, with that said, I, I'm I'm going to bring us in uh, for the landing on this on this episode. Um, I first want to be um, to say thank you. Uh, you've graciously given us an hour of your time to, to help us understand this theme a little better. As Jen and I highlighted at the beginning, these are not this is not a pretty high theme for either, either one of us. Not a pretty intense one. Um, so I know I've learned a lot. I don't want to speak for Jen, but I get the impression from her, her <laughs> smiles and the questions that she's gotten a lot out of this too. Would I be wrong? Oh, no, absolutely. It's been so wonderful just to hear you talk about your futuristic and what that looks like for you. And what I heard and am feeling is that hope 
that like forward thinking that you're not discouraged by changes that are happening you expect them and mm. you know that you can pivot that was one of the big things i learned um from listening to the two of you is that like ability to pivot uh, and and really still see that future and and that idea of where you're going um i really loved that the other sure. two like keywords for me i think were like the launch pad and the springboard i heard these a couple of different times in different places and and i think that that puts it in a different perspective to me. It's this action oriented, like it, it is strategic thinking, it is in your head, it is stuff that you're envisioning, but that it's this forward momentum, this forward movement. And I've loved understanding this theme much better um, than, than the dreamer that I might've thought it was before. So thank you so, so much awesome. for sharing. Thank yeah. So thank you. for our listeners, uh, if you've enjoyed this episode with these two wonderful um, humans, uh, we encourage you to uh, engage with all of our channels. Uh, we'll be putting this out on, on LinkedIn and our, our podcast and uh, on YouTube. Uh, leave us a comment. Leave us a review. Um, it always helps us uh, pro uh, provide better information and, and keep engaging with our guests um, in wonderful ways. Uh, make sure you click the subscribe button. I know everybody says that, but it does help and you'll keep getting uh, future episodes delivered right to you. Uh, and just remember that we are on both Acast and YouTube. Um, Jen and I put this um, mutually out on Acast and then each of us have our own YouTube channels that um, you can find us on. So uh, feel free to um, find us there. Uh, Jen, I know you want to say something about how to get in touch with all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We're going to have in the show notes for, for this episode, contact information for both Bill and Ron. So if you want to reach out to them and tap into their brains, into their futuristic and strategic to brains to understand how the future could be different for you, um, you'll have their information. And then as always, you can find Chad and I on there as well. Uh, Chad and me, I believe is the right way to say that. So if you're looking to contact either one of us, um, our contact information is, is there as well. Excellent. So to wrap up until next time, I'm Chad Ahern from Tom Teams Consulting, encouraging you to keep playing to your strengths. And I'm Jen Werner of Jen Werner Coaching, encouraging you to be uniquely you. Wonderful. And have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Okay. Always forward. Yeah.